Well, here's a question for you. Is your life really going to make, as Steve Jobs said, a dent in the universe? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Hey, we're going to be taking care of business. we got some interesting things to take care of. Here we are right at the end of the year. I mean, we're going into the last two months of a very, very interesting year for sure. Big decisions to be made politically, big decisions to be made personally. Well, today I'm going to talk about, I'm going to address just one question from a listener today. Can an average person with average abilities really make a difference? I thought that was important enough to just kind of park there for a little bit. So we're going to be unpacking that after we go through some good news that relates to that as well. And then I'm going to be giving you my recommendation for president. Now, you want to stay with me for that because obviously we got a very important decision to make in the next week here, depending on when you're listening to this. So I'm going to give you my recommendation for president. And if you don't agree with me, you're going to be wrong. So stick around for that. Here's our quotation for today. This comes from Steve Jobs, who said, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Well, that's pretty much borne out. We know that to be true. A resource today is the the upcoming 48 Days webinar. We've got a webinar coming up again November 12th at 1 o'clock and 7 o'clock. It's going to be seven ways to get your life back in 2021. Seven ways to get your life back in 2021. Free webinar, go to 48days.com slash webinar. You can sign up for that. Also, we've got our new goals planning worksheets ready for you. Now, these are updated. We do this every year. But if you just go to 48days.com slash goals, you can get that worksheet. Again, just a free resource to help you plan out what do you want 2021 to look like. Now, you probably had some plans change for this year. We all did. That's okay. It doesn't mean you didn't accomplish anything. I mean, if you you wanted to increase your income and you only got 80% of the way there, it's probably still more than what you were used to. We consider that success. But you want to decide now what you want 2021 to look like. You don't have to wait. You don't have to assume that you're just going to be a victim. You don't have to wait until the elections take place to figure out what the year is going to be like. No, you can decide now. And we encourage you to do that. So go to 48days.com slash goals. You can get the brand new for 2021 goals worksheets. Just work through that on your own. But put yourself in the driver's seat for what next year is going to bring All right, got some positive things going on here. Speaking of positivity, uh, here in Venice, Florida, where Joanne and I now live, we have some positivity walls that have gone up. Now, I know I've had the privilege of meeting Kathy Lehner, the president of the Chamber of Commerce. She initiated this. They put up six of these positivity walls around town here, around and actually up in towards Sarasota, but here in Venice, Osprey, Nokomis, positivity walls. These are big, big walls that have been put up. 
actually they're, uh, eh, you know, they're not, I mean, they're not really walls. They're like a, maybe like a 10 by 12 wood frame that's been put up. And then they leave little markers there and tags. And it's the, the wall is really like a, a fence. So it's got the, a grid of wire where you can tie things to it. Well, we ran into one the other day right in downtown Venice, right in the main drag. And we spent a lot of time just standing there looking at it. And I was amazed. I mean, it's really filled up. It's just overflowing with these positive comments that people have made. And I expected, I was looking for, you know, somebody to put up something snarky or something kind of negative. There wasn't anything. There's nobody guarding this or monitoring what's being put up. It's just people putting up positive things. Like, um, I took a shot of it here at my phone, you know, progress, not perfection. We become what we think about. Well, that's the one I put up. Uh, Just be loved, love and be loved. Choose joy. And they just go on and on and on. These are just boards where people, residents, visitors can go by, leave a positive message, a wish, words of encouragement to share with the community. Now, what's going to happen after these are taken down mid-December, they're going to come down. They're going to be up for for 90 days, and then they're going to come down, and all of those tags are going to be collected. And the city has now put out a call to artists to help create an art piece showcasing all those messages. And it'll be a permanent art display somewhere in the city of all those messages. Just a fun thing to do. It didn't take a lot of a lot of funds or anything. Just having the idea to do something to share positivity right now when we need it so much. Great idea. Here's a Mexican restaurant in Iowa that went viral with a sign, no love, no tacos. Now, this is pretty cool. This is a Mexican restaurant in Iowa. Uh, They had put up a sign on their sign, something that was really, well, it talked, they said, we believe black lives matter. No human is illegal. Science is real. Women's rights are human rights. Anyway, they got some backlash on that that people thought they were leftist, Marxist, angry comments. And they thought, my goodness, we thought we were just doing something to encourage everybody. We didn't know we were doing something that was so incorrect. And the guy just ended it, said, you know, we wanted to just speak up just to support the community and do things that are right. We're sorry your burrito had to get political, but uh, he ended his post with, no love, no tacos with the encouragement that, you know, if you can't share love, just take your business elsewhere, go somewhere else. Uh, that's really cool. Well, it worked to their favor. Obviously, that thing has gone viral. People are now asking for T-shirts and other merchandise with no love, no tacos on them. Great idea. How can you show love? Here's a guy, and this is a 26-year-old in Barcelona, Spain, who's sitting right in front of the big arch that's so famous there in Barcelona. His name is Ballester, and he sets up, he shows up in the morning, he sets up two fold-away chairs and a sign in large letters that read, Free Conversations. Anyone, he says, is welcome to stop, sit down and chat with them in Spanish or English about anything they like. The idea is just to talk freely for a while. The 26-year-old writer and storyteller explains we've lost the art of conversation. He talks about the fact that, you know, it's easier to send a message to somebody in another country than it is to open your door and say good morning to your neighbor that lives next door. He says sometimes he feels like a therapist. You hear good, positive stories, really tough ones too. 
lot of people will tell you about a tough, heartbreaking loss in their lives. There's a bit of everything. A 70-year-old Lithuanian woman even talked about the years she spent in a Russian concentration camp. But here he is. He just sets it up. He sets up free conversations, a little sign, and people are doing that. Just a great way to connect, a unique way to connect. I love these things where people take the initiative to do something that is out of the normal, do something unusual, something that stands out. doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to affect millions of people. It can affect one or two, which is what we're going to be talking about here as I answer the primary question for today. Well, let me just, as we're warming up for that, just remind you that um, we do address real-life questions here. I get so many requests from people who want to be on the podcast. People want to suggest a guest to, to be on the podcast. And I tell them, no, you know, we're used to answering real-life people questions here. That's what I want to keep doing, answering questions from real people like you, just the things that we struggle with. We can kind of unpack those together, walk through it together, and I will look forward to hearing those questions each week. If you got a question, just shoot it in to askdan at 48days.com. You can also shoot in a success story or other interesting thing you think we ought to share with other listeners like you. Be happy to do that as well. Well, this question comes from Mike. He was a longtime Eagles member. Long day. He said he was a part of 48days.net, way back before the Eagles even started up. But he's been a member of the Eagles since the beginning. He says, I know you've read a lot of books and studied a lot of the great men and women. What do they have in common? And how did they overcome the fear and guilt to truly make a difference? Mike says, I love the quote by Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. Can an average person with average abilities really make a difference? I have a dream, and if it works out, I will be part of changing the world. Maybe not everybody, but I can be the change myself. I need to start something in five to six days, so I have a very short deadline, and my website is under construction. Great question, Mike. Great, great question. Can you really make a difference? Can one person, you say, one one average person with average abilities really make a difference? Well, the quotation you refer to is, we must become the change we want to see in the world. I mean, Gandhi never asked anyone else to do anything that he wouldn't do himself. You know, I remember a story. God, I don't have it in front of me, but I remember a story one time about a woman that brought her little boy up to Gandhi, and he said, and she asked, she said, will you tell him the dangers of eating sugar? And he said, come back in two weeks, and I'll talk to him. So she did. She went away. And she wondered, why didn't he just talk to my little boy right then? He was right there. Why did he ask me to come back in two weeks? So in two weeks, she went back again. And she said, here's my little boy. Were you talking to me about the dangers of eating sugar? He said, yes. And she said, incidentally, why did you ask me to come back in two weeks? He said, because two weeks ago, I was eating sugar. Wow. You know? So if he was going to talk to somebody about the dangers, he realized he had to not be doing that himself. Certainly, he lived simply and humbly, not just because it was easier, but because he led the way. He had a very unorthodox way of changing people's minds, changing the direction of a country, did it through nonviolence, a lot of things that he 
exemplified in becoming the change we want to see in the world. Now, before before some of you uh, jump on your high horse, and I know I'll have people say, well, he didn't really say that. This is one of those quotations that has been passed around. And yeah, you're right. We don't really have record of him saying that. He he did say things that were similar, and he would probably agree with that. But he never really said that we can find anywhere in his writings, be the change you wish to see, be the, become the change you want to see in the world, any of those. What he did say, there's a quotation that's kind of similar. He says, we but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found in the world of our body. If we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world would also change. As a man changes his own nature, so does the attitude of the world change toward him. This is the divine mystery supreme, a wonderful thing it is, and the source of our happiness. We need not wait to see what others do. Well, there's certainly a profound truth in that, that we can take action without waiting, and we can be an example of what we want the world to be. Now, really, that that statement, it's a, it's a straightforward call to stop complaining. I mean, instead, step up and go to work. Just stop pointing fingers, blaming, accusing, whining, all those things we hear people do. No, just be an example. If you want to see more kindness, be more kind. If you want to see more love in the world, be more love. If you want to see more generosity, exemplify that yourself. I mean, and that's really, I think, one of the most common characteristics that we see among successful leaders. They really believe they can make a difference. And you could be a leader right now, today, if you truly believe you can make a difference. And there are a lot of ways to, as Steve Jobs, you know, said so famously years ago, a lot of ways to make a dent in the universe. I use that in the opening line there because it's just a cool phrase, make a dent in the universe. So here's an exercise for you. I mean, think about all the people who have made an impact in your life. I mean, it could be, have been a boss, pastor, parent, Mentor of yours could be a coworker, customer, family, friends, I mean, lots and lots of people. And the, the reverse is true as well. Who have you had an influence on? Who have you made a difference in their life already? Maybe without even realizing it. Now, I also thought when I was thinking about this question, Dr. Phil McGraw, he says, by the time you're 40, you're going to have experienced 10 defining moments, made seven critical choices, and can count five pivotal people in your life. Now, think about that a little bit. We don't need to be scientific about this. Just think about 10 defining moments. I mean, in every person's life, in your life, there have probably been moments, you know, positive and negative, that have defined and redefined who you are. I mean, those events shape your thinking. I think about the the time when I was, you know, 13 years old and I got a hold of the little audio, The Strangest Secret. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to play that, right? I'm just going to play that. I've got that in a little clip that I did for Nightingale Conant that produced that audio recording. And let me just play. This is one of the defining moments for me. Check this out. Hi, this is Dan Miller, author of the Nightingale Conant program, Dream Job. 
I've had the pleasure of being a life coach for many years now, helping people through the inevitable work and career transitions that come our way. I love my work, and I spend my time helping others find or create work that is meaningful, fulfilling, and profitable. And yes, no matter where we are in an economic cycle, I believe it's possible to do just that. And here's why I believe that's possible. I was raised in a dairy farm in rural Ohio. My father, besides being a farmer, was also the pastor of a little Mennonite church in our one traffic light town. Now, this interesting combination gave me a unique perspective on the world. I was not allowed to join in with many of the other activities of the other kids in town. See, going to ball games, swimming pools, proms, dances, and free time were not allowed. Fancy cars, TVs, current fashions, and other worldly possessions were absolutely forbidden. Yet in that environment, nothing could stop my mind from wandering. Out in the fields, I imagined a world I had never seen. I wanted to do more, go more, have more, and be more than anything I was seeing. Somehow in that restricted little world, when I was about 13 years old, I was able to get a copy of that 45 RPM recording by Earl Nightingale titled The Strangest Secret. Here I heard this gravelly-voiced man say that I could be more and do more by simply changing my thinking. He talked about six words that could dramatically impact the results of my best efforts. We become what we think about. Thus, I was responsible for my future. Not the economy, not my family traditions, not the fact that I was seemingly stuck in a poor little farm, not even my IQ or academic training. I recognized that if we become what we think about, even my possibilities were limitless. Knowing this radical way of thinking would not be welcome in my house, I hid that little record under my mattress, bringing it out night after night again to hear the promises of a better life. And my peers were probably hiding their girly magazines under their beds, but this message of hope and opportunity is what captured my attention and imagination. I am responsible for the life I create. That one principle changed my life forever. Although I did encounter obstacles in getting through college, and I did experience a horrible business crash following one of the economic downturns, I have never been able to point fingers of blame at anyone or anything but the guy in the mirror. And knowing that I am responsible has been the key to not only recovering, but springing back to higher levels of success following those trying times. I've been privileged to share that principle with others and to see them break the change of discouragement, resentment, and depression. I've worked with physicians, dentists, pastors, and CEOs who felt trapped by life's circumstances only to discover the thrill of releasing their own creative options for a more fulfilling life. Thanks for allowing me to share my greatest lesson. Well, a little bit longer clip than I remembered, but it was that it was clearly a defining moment for me. When I got a hold of that little audio recording, The Strangest Secret, we become what we think about. That became a foundational principle then and remains so today. A defining moment. What do you, can you, what can you remember as a defining moment? So again, Dr. Phil says we all have 10 of those. He says we have them by the time we're 40. Maybe it took you a little longer, but 10 defining moments, seven critical choices. Can you identify those transitions, those forks in the road, so to speak? Seven critical decisions where you chose where to go to school, who to marry, what to major in, what job to get. I mean, it could go on, but make a list of those seven critical choices. And then the five pivotal people 
These are people who have left a really big impression on your concept of who you are and the life that you live today. I mean, I can identify those five pivotal people and people that really stood out as strong mentors. Now, the, the five you know, that I have on my list are positive. I mean, you could certainly have people who are negative as well, but I think it's good in this to focus on those things that were positive. And there's no point in emphasizing those that were negative, but 10 positive defining moments, seven positive critical choices you've made, five positive pivotal people. Wow. And then you could realize, then the question for me is, who are you Whose list are you on? Who has you on their list of those five pivotal people? And again, it may be somebody that's not going to be a big influencer, but whose life have you really impacted? I'm certain there are those be um, open to enjoying the satisfaction, the gratification of being one of those kind of people as well. So uh, back to your question, Mike, you know, what do these people have in common? How do they overcome the fear and guilt and truly try to make a difference? Well, let me give you another uh, kind of a list here of things that I put in the book, No More Dreaded Mondays, where I address the five predictors of success. What is it that we see again and again and again in people who really are successful? Number one, passion. I mean, a person with passion is somebody who can set goals. I mean, this is a great time of year to be thinking about that again. And go to 48days.com slash goals to get the worksheet to help you work through that. But without goals, uh, you, you can have no clear direction. You're going to drift along the road of circumstances and be a victim of what's happening around you. You'll be helping somebody else achieve their goals. So number one is passion. Number two is determination. Without a clear purpose, any obstacle will send a person in a new direction. Without determination, you'll be easily lured away from your path. Number three, then, behind passion, determination is talent. I mean, you don't have to be talented in every area. No one is, but everybody has some kind of talent. Discover where it is that you rise to the top. What are those things you love to do? I mean, even whether you get paid or not, what is your talent? Number four is self-discipline. Without self-discipline, a person can easily be swayed by others. I mean, self-discipline really is a foundational piece that make all the others work. And then number five is faith. Even with everything lining up logically, there still comes that step of faith into the unknown. You cannot reach new lands if you keep one foot on the shore. So those five predictors of success where you can be an average person with average ability, but if you have these, you can make a dent in the universe. You're going to do something significant. And those, again, are passion, determination, talent, self-discipline, and faith. All right, now I'm going to wrap it up today here by giving you my recommendation for president. I know this is a weighty topic And it's been heavy on my mind looking around and seeing how much people are hanging their hopes and dreams on the outcome of this upcoming election. Now, we just have a few days here, but I'm releasing this on Friday. The election's on Tuesday. So if you're listening to it in between there, I'm going to give you my recommendation for president. Now, I know that you 48 Days listeners are not normal. And so I can speak to you in ways that I would not just speak to people out on the street somewhere. I value the fact that I can speak my heart here, but why would you vote for this candidate? Now, yes, 
I am talking about the critical decision we all have to make about the person who will be running your life for the next four years. But I'm certainly not talking about the president of the United States. I'm talking about the president of your actions for 2021 to 2025, the president of your goals, your dreams, and plans to make your life and those of our country better. You. So let's take a look back. If others looked at your performance for the last four years, would they vote for you to be reelected? Would you vote for you? I mean, how have you progressed toward the goals you announced back in 2016? What about the ones you set for 2020 this year? I mean, yeah, we've all had challenges this year, but if people were looking at how you've responded this year, how you've realigned for those challenges, would they vote for you to be their leader for the next four years? Are you excited about having you in charge of your life for the next four years? Now, if we think about it, I mean, those running for political office have had every action, every facial expression, every word evaluated, shown out of context. What would your life represent if people could examine every move you've made that closely? What promises did you make yourself and those around you for the year we are finishing now? Did you deliver on those promises? Have you taken responsibility for the way this year has gone for you? Or have you pointed fingers at the economy, the pandemic, the government, the company, or your spouse? What are the people who know you best saying about your performance this year? What are your critics saying about your competence and leadership? I mean, if you were faced with a debate with someone who strongly disagrees with your actions this year, would you still be confident that you had stayed true to your mission, values, and purpose? Are you comfortable defending your decisions even if they're not popular with the majority of people around you? Have you been tempted to conform to the crowd mentality, even when your heart is telling you otherwise? Are you concerned about the media feed, the brainwashing, the extreme political bias, and the resulting crowd mentality that seems to be ignoring common sense, faith, and reason right now? You know, as I was putting some notes together for this, you know, who I encourage you to vote for, I was reminded of the verse in the Bible, Philippians 4, 8, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. I mean, maybe it's more important to assess our own track record than that of the current politicians. What if we spend our energy and thought on what we can do to improve the economy, take care of those who need help, ensure our future as a country, and find hope in the midst of challenge, rather than expecting some person who lives in a protected bubble in a White House to protect, to provide that for us. I mean, I'm convinced we can create a massive ripple effect to contribute to real solutions for a better life for ourselves, our families, our country, and ultimately the world. So I'm excited about my options for the president of my life for 2021. I mean, there's no question who I'm voting for. I'm not undecided, and I'm totally confident about the direction of my life for the coming four years. So vote for yourself. Be a candidate that others want to follow as well. Now, it will not likely get you a political position, but it will establish you as a powerful force for what is virtuous and praiseworthy. 
Barbara Bush, President Bush's wife, gave a commencement address several years ago, well, years ago, to Westlake College. And at the end, there's that famous line where she said, your success as a family, our success as a society, depends not on what happens in the White House, but on what happens inside your house. I believe that's true now more than ever. So just to recap, golly, just a quick recap here. The people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. That's our quotation for today from Steve Jobs. A resource, 40days.com slash webinar. Sign up for our upcoming webinar, Seven Ways to Get Your Life Back in 2021. Hey, I hope this has been encouraging. It's got, I'm going to just stick with that. Rather than bringing in other questions that could take us in a different direction, you decided just to focus on this one. Can one person really make a difference? Can you make a difference? Well, I'm confident that you can. Recognize those people in your life. Go through that exercise to determine, you know, what are those, what are the, uh, the, the 10 defining moments you've had in your life? The seven critical choices? Five pivotal people? Good exercise to sit down and go through and identify those to give you confidence for heading into the year that's coming. You can make a difference. Look for opportunities to do that today. It may not be to impact millions. How can you make a difference in the life of one person today? It could be a neighbor. It could be somebody that you just encounter in the street or somebody that you sat next to in a restaurant. Look for ways to make a difference. You can do that. Thanks, Mike, for your question, for reaching out with that, for stimulating our thinking in this direction. And I appreciate the questions that come in. Again, you can send those in to askdan at 48days.com. Thanks for your ongoing input, your engagement in the 48 Days Eagles community, and for being part of this growing community where we know without a shadow of a doubt, we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. 